The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Well, the semifinal round of the fantasy football playoffs comes to an end tonight in New Orleans as the Miami Dolphins will take on the New Orleans Saints. And, of course, I'm not really sure who you would be starting in this game tonight to need a few points, maybe Jalen Waddell, maybe Duke Johnson, or one of the running backs, or a desperation play with uh, the quarterback to attack of Iloa. But, uh, you know, Davis, I don't even know. Like, how, how many possible Saints can be going for you tonight outside of Camara um, or Callaway? I mean, who, who could you possibly be playing? I mean, maybe Mark Ingram, right? I mean, Ingram had been good before he went on the COVID list, even when Kamara was playing. But that, uh, I mean, we can literally rewind the clock all the way back to when Jameis Winston was the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. That was, uh, you know, it feels like a, feel, I mean, it literally feels like a lifetime ago when you and I were arguing on if Jameis Winston is uh, is any good or not. Probably not Mark Ingram. I, I guess if you are truly in a pickle, and I don't know what format this would matter for, but the New Orleans Saints have one active tight end tonight. Uh, Nick Vanette is is the only active tight end in their roster. I think he will probably play 100% of the snaps. He'll probably get, you know, three for 30 or whatever. But there you go. There's the there's your super deep uh, Monday Night Football sleeper. Yeah, and that would be it. I'm not playing this late tonight. Let's get to our headlines. Dolphins uh, line completely flipped. It was Saints minus three. Now it's Dolphins minus three tonight on Monday Night Football. Memphis and Phoenix tonight, headlining tonight's seven-game NBA slate. Miles Sanders of the Philadelphia Eagles has sort of had a checkered injury history and has yet another one, broken hand in Week 16. He would appear to be out for this coming week. We're going to keep an eye on that. That's a big story for us as we follow. Uh, NHL postponing three more games. The league also approves taxi squads. I believe the NHL will get restarted tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. I think that is, is when the NHL plans on uh, on getting back at it and uh, some issues davis for uh, unfortunately for jason tatum of the uh, boston celtics as well yeah jason tatum enters into the health and safety protocols for the boston celtics they had just placed dennis schroeder in the health and safety protocols al horford has not been he he was in the health and safety protocols he's now back on the active roster but hasn't been able to come back and play because he is uh, his conditioning is not right which i guess would suggest that he was symptomatic, so he wasn't able to play on Christmas Day. And, uh, you know, the Christmas Day NBA games, I was kind of worried they would not be any good because so many guys were in the health and safety protocols, but Steph Curry was incredible. We had that great finish in Boston and Milwaukee. We had uh, LeBron and Harden, you know, pretty much going 
you know, just trading shots. I think they both got over 75 fantasy points in that game. And uh, I, I fell asleep on the couch during uh, during uh, U- Utah Dallas, I believe, was the night game. So I didn't make it all the way through that one. But uh, yeah, it was, you know, honestly, good day of Christmas sports. Cannot complain about uh, cannot complain about that. Yeah, I mean, both both games were, you know, you didn't know who was going to win until the last few minutes in the NFL. And when Brett and I were hosting on Saturday, it looked like that Celtics-Bucks game was a blowout, and we went off the air. And I thought that the Celtics won, and then I saw later that the that the Bucks won somehow. I was like, what? Like, how's that even possible? It didn't even appear to be that way. But we had a fun uh, day of Christmas games for sure. A uh, quick update here, Davis. This is something we're going to have to watch this week. Uh, Brandon Allen, who was the backup quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, was placed on the COVID list. And I don't oh. want to put any bad, yeah, I don't want to put anything bad in the air. So I'm not going to say what could potentially happen because believe me, I was on the other side of it last week with the Chargers. But we are just far from done knowing who's going to be in and out this week. I'll leave it at that. Oh, man. I mean, that's just what we need, right? Fantasy football playoffs, you lose Joe Burrow. Let's let's see. Let's play a game here. Let's say, uh, can either of us name the third-string quarterback for the Bengals that would have to be activated if Joe Burrow and Brandon Allen were not able to play? Let's see if, uh, let's see if you can name it. Third-string quarterback for the Bengals. Oh, my gosh. No, I, I wouldn't even know where to begin. I have no idea. I would, do I know who it is? Who? I was gonna, I was, I was gonna guess Kyle Luletta, but right now what I see, and maybe this is not right, but what the site that I use for depth charts has is they have Jake Browning on the mm. practice squad, but but Brett is in my ear telling me that I'm wrong, and that Eric Dungy, who I believe is the son of Tony Dungy, is is on their roster. So keep in mind. I am uh, I am I am in these spreadsheets uh, pretty much at, you know activating covid guy like Craig it has been unbelievable the amount of guys I just added a tight end to the roster for the New Orleans Saints whose name is Ethan Wolf and remember there used to be a Wolf tight end who was on the Baltimore Ravens but apparently it's not that guy there just I the, the amount of guys who have been in and out of NFL rosters this year it is unbelievable. I mean, we got kickers on the COVID list having to replace. I mean, it's just been it's been awful. And I, I really I am I am hoping against hope that we do not have to do this again next year. Yeah, no, this is just it, it's it's too much. I mean, again, I was sitting there Sunday worried that CeeDee Lamb would be on the COVID list without any possible notion that he even had COVID. Like that, I was like, I don't know. Like, you never know. He may get it before the game. Do I put somebody else in just to be sure? I don't want to do that anymore. I mean, it was it was it was sweaty enough to have to sit and watch all of these games. I was freaking out from one p.m. to four p.m. Eastern, and and I was like, what do I do here? Do I make the right move? And it was nothing had nothing to do with injury. So definitely the craziest year that we've seen in fantasy for sure. And more to come here as we look at our late games: Bears, Seahawks, fantasy standouts. Next day on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. (laughs) 
the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today on Sports Grid in very snowy Seattle where the Chicago Bears traveled on the road to take on the Seahawks. You never really had the feeling that the Bears had any shot in this game until like the last minute of the game and the Bears ended up winning. How about that? Nick Foles as the third string quarterback gets the start. He threw for 150 passing yards, eight rushing yards and one touchdown. It was uh, an unbelievable touchdown at the end of the game, I believe, to uh, uh Jimmy Graham, uh, David Montgomery, 45 or yeah, 45 rushing yards, seven receptions, 61 yards and one touchdown. Khalil Herbert also scored. Darnell Mooney had five receptions, 57 yards. Jimmy Graham, uh, two receptions, 30 yards and the game winning touchdown. And then Demir Bird was the one who made that crazy catch for the two point conversion, which gave the Bears the win. And Nick Foles is back on the winning track yet again. I was a third string quarterback tonight. I was just a third string. That's my label. But at the end of the day, that's not who I am. I'm, I'm just Nick Foles. I just go out there and I play. I, I lean on my teammates. Um, I go to work. It doesn't matter. There's going to be trials and adversity in life. You have to figure out how to find joy in them. And once again, I'm grateful for my teammates for being there for me. Nick Foles with a performance, Davis, that'll give him another five years as a backup quarterback in the NFL. I'm certain of that after seeing that yesterday. Now on the side of Seattle, they are out of the playoffs and have clinched last place in the NFC West. Russell Wilson, I got to tell you, I'm not, I don't even know what's going on with Russell Wilson. I'm not sure. 16 of 27, 181 yards and two touchdowns. Good enough, but not good enough to win. Rashad Penny, another huge performance from him in the fantasy playoffs. 135 yards and a touchdown. Twitter was blowing up yesterday after DK Metcalf's touchdown, but the problem was he did nothing after that. Two for 41. Gerald Everett had four receptions, 68 yards and a score but at the very least nick Foles made uh montgomery okay in this game so i guess we'll give him credit for that obviously he's not going to be the starter for them moving forward but you know Foles, listen in the end davis there's no metric on winning but nick Foles just seems to like be right place right time to get some wins in the nfl it's happened for him in the super bowl it's happening now with it with the bears and seattle should just be embarrassed with the way that they lost that game they dominated for what, 58 minutes of that game and then let Foles drive down the field for the game-winning score in the end. Man, that was tough. 
I mean, Seattle should be embarrassed for lots of reasons, mostly the fact that they have Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, and DK Metcalf, and they are nowhere near, nowhere near a team that should have been anywhere close to the playoffs. It's like they learned the exact wrong lesson. You know, while the rest of the NFL is is playing faster, gaining more yards, the Seattle Seahawks, Craig, have run 826 plays on offense. That is by far, by not even close, you know, basically 60 plays, basically a game's worth less of plays than everyone else. The New Orleans Saints have run 70 more plays, and they haven't even played their 15th game yet. To give you a comparison, uh, the Ravens, Cowboys, Titans, Buccaneers, and Chiefs have all run 300 more plays than the Seattle Seahawks. It's like to, to say that this football is arcane would honestly be kind. I mean, they are playing on offense like it's 1944 or something. I just, I don't understand how Pete Carroll, who, you know, for everything that we can say about him, his teams, both in college and other than his stint with the Patriots, I mean, they've mostly been winning teams, right? They mostly have been teams that have won games. I do not understand how you can have Russell Wilson, how you can have these wide receivers and, I mean, the defense is really bad, too. But part of the reason why the defense is so bad is that they're on the field all the time. I mean, the the, the Saints defense just has to be on the field like 70% of games because the offense just goes run, run, pass, punt. It, it's just, I don't know. I'm very, I'm very disappointed in the Seahawks. Um, certainly, if you've hung on to David Montgomery this entire time, uh, you're, you're definitely getting rewarded here in the fantasy football playoffs. And... Uh, I don't know. It just, it just feels – it's just – the Seattle Seahawks just make me sad to watch. And then I got a little stat here. Cole Komet, 83 targets, zero touchdowns on the year. That's second in the NFL. Most targets without a touchdown. Number one is LaVisca Chenault with 90 targets and no touchdowns. Do, do you think Russell Wilson is as good as he was? Do you think he's still the same guy? I'm not sure. I mean, this finger injury is clearly a problem, right? Because what, what always made Russell Wilson incredible – was that he could be so accurate on the move and so accurate down the field. And I think if Russell Wilson becomes even 5% less accurate, that kind of takes the magic out of what he did. Because, like, think in your mind, what are big Russell Wilson games? Like, big Seahawks wins where no one expected them to win. It was never driving down the field, you know, eight straight completions. It was like Russell Wilson, spin move, gets away from a defensive end and perfectly launches a ball 55 yards down the field over the the hands of an outstretched defender in there to Lockett or Metcalf or, you know, back in the day, Jimmy Graham or Doug Baldwin. And I think if you you just lose Mm -hmm. a hair of that, if you just go from being maybe the most accurate downfield thrower in the NFL to slightly above average. And remember, Russ Wilson's 5'10". He's very short, so it's very hard for him to throw over the middle of the field, same that, you know, is true for Kyler Murray. Like, I I just think you lose a little bit of that magic. Yeah, I don't know if he's as elusive also as he used to be. I'm I'm just not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll find out. He won't be there next year, and we'll find out. All right, uh, Kansas City back on top, uh, riding another winning streak yet again. Didn't really have to do much in their game yesterday against Pittsburgh. Patrick Mahomes, three touchdowns, 258 yards, solid game for him. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was injured in this game, probably not going to play, I'm guessing, this week. Uh, Daryl Williams, 55 rushing yards, three receptions, 30 yards. Derek Gore, 43 rushing yards, three receptions, 61 yards. The game was just so out of hand early. Uh, Byron Pringle, six for 75 in a score. And Nicole Hardman uh, ended up getting a touchdown. He had three receptions, 31 yards in a score. Tyree Kill, as Davis mentioned earlier in the show, coming off the COVID list, did not play in the second half. 
Uh, Pittsburgh, this is this is just the recipe for Pittsburgh. One good game, one bad game. This has kind of been them all season long. This week was the bad. They'll probably win next week. Ben Roethlisberger, 23 of 35, 159 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception. Najee Harris got you about 12 fantasy points. That's fine. 93, five receptions, 17 yards. Deontay Johnson, a late garbage time touchdown to get your 20 fantasy points, six for 51 in the air. And Chase Claypool has really... Uh, cooled off in the second half of the season. He had just four for 41. But uh, Davis, look, Chiefs look right again. They tore apart Pittsburgh's defense. Their defense looks pretty good. And as we get toward the playoffs again, they're creeping toward the favorite to win the AFC. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they probably should be the favorite to win the Super Bowl. They are they are the best team in the NFL. The defense has the fourth most tur- uh, take uh, turnovers generated in the NFL. The offense was stumbling for a while. Then they kind of figured out this recipe to be like a running and defense team. But, you know, I remember we talked about this when we were talking about, oh, the Patriots, you know, they're going to win a playoff game. And I said, you know, the difference between the Patriots and the Chiefs is the Chiefs can play that, that you know, running and defense style. But if they need to break glass in case of emergency, they have Patrick Mahomes. And no other team has that in the NFL not the Cowboys. I, I, I'm, I'm going to get uh, tomatoes thrown at me for this, but not even the Buccaneers. You know, I, w- one game scenario, I would take Patrick Mahomes over every other. Like if we if we were drafting a, a pickup team and you got to pick any player in the NFL, I would take Patrick Mahomes with the number one pick. And yesterday he did it with Tyreek Hill basically not playing and Travis Kelsey being out, right? Touchdowns to McCole Hardman, two to Byron Pringle. He was getting Noah Gray involved, Darrell Williams out of the backfield, like – if the offensive line is playing well and the defense is playing well and, and they're not having those, remember all those dumb, awful, unlucky turnovers they had in the first part of the year. Like when all that's over, I I don't see how any team on a neutral field could be favored over the Kansas city chiefs. It's funny that going into the season, uh, you know, we probably would have predicted, you know, give me the best two teams in the AFC and probably would have said, well, I see a Buffalo Kansas city uh, AFC championship. And then we got halfway through the season, and I don't think anybody would have would have said, "Yeah, give me a city Buffalo." Ch-. And and here we are. <laughs> it feels like we're right back there yet again. At least I think so. I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I suppose that there could be some surprise team that, that's going to win in the playoffs, but I just don't see it. It seems like those two teams are the best going into the playoffs. Only a couple of weeks away. Coming up next, AFC West showdown. One team has a shot to stay in, and one team's going to be out. Who was it between the Raiders and Broncos? We'll have that for you next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today on SportsGrid. If you are on social media, on Twitter, here's how you can give us a follow. It's at SportsGrid and at SportsGridTV for the latest news, notes, and information, picks against the spread. Things we are talking about, we are posting for you each and every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's at SportsGrid and at SportsGridTV. Well, one of the late games yesterday was played in Las Vegas between the Raiders and Denver Broncos. Raiders certainly uh, on the brink of being eliminated in the playoffs uh, earlier this week against Cleveland. They win, and same situation against Denver, and they win again. Here's how they did it. Derek Carr yesterday, 20 of 25, 201 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception. The Raiders are now leaning more on Josh Jacobs, and that is definitely working. 129 rushing yards, also had a reception, but it was a negative one. Unfortunately for Jacobs, Peyton Barber vultured his touchdown, 22 rushing yards and a score. Zay Jones was the leading receiver for the Raiders, but Hunter Renfro with another nice game, and I'm sure many of you started him in your fantasy playoffs if you had him. Three receptions, 40 yards, and a touchdown. Josh Jacobs, believe it or not, in just his, what, his uh, third year (laughs) becoming a leader in the Raiders locker room and talked about how he's approached that on the field. I think the biggest thing that I've learned – from being a leader is how to follow, um, how to respect the guys and how to get the attention of the guys um, in, a, in, a, in a way that's positive and um, in a way that motivates. Um, I mean, I, I respect every guy in that locker room um, and I, I see what they do on a daily basis of how they challenge themselves to want to get better and they get the respect out of me. Um, so I just try to tell them, just try to hold them to the standard that I know that they're capable of. Um, even with myself, man, I, they hold me to that standard when I when I mess up and I make mental errors or, or I fumble the ball and things like that. They tell me and they let me know, and, and I respect that. Um, and that's just the biggest thing. I think it's just a, a relationship and a respect level that we have uh, amongst the guys um, to want to complete the goal that we want to go to. I know it has not been pretty for the Raiders, but, I mean, they lost their coach. They uh, had the tragic situation with their wide receiver and the best player on their team hasn't played in a month and somehow they won. So the question is, what's the Denver Broncos excuse? (laughs) Yesterday, Drew Locke, 15 of 22, 153 passing yards, 10 rushing yards. Wow. Javante Williams, 12 rushing yards. Melvin Gordon had none. Two receptions, eight yards and a score. Jerry Judy, three for 60. Cortland Sutton, they just gave him an extension and don't throw him the ball. Brandon McManus missed a field goal. He slammed his helmet yelling at Vic Fangio. Davis Vic Fangio after the game uh, basically had nothing good to say about Drew Locke. They just did what they've been doing for years now, Davis, when they get in these situations where Denver doesn't think they can win. It's a very easy scenario. You watch that play clock. They take it all the way down to two. 
and they hand off the ball and they hand off the ball and they make it impossible for their opponent to get any fantasy points. This has been happening all season long with the exception of that game that they played against Dallas uh, many weeks ago when they scored. But I, I got to tell you, man, I'm just so looking forward to somebody smart getting in Denver. They have a great scenario there. They have so much talent on offense. They have so much talent on defense to me inexcusable yesterday the way that they played and, and shocking to see those two running backs do absolutely nothing i mean it was it was so brutal on the denver broncos side of the ball um no player gained more than 60 yards for them jerry judy four targets three receptions 60 yards uh also dropped another one that uh that drew i mean drew lock yeah you know, uh, drew lock is terrible i mean the the broncos and and by the way uh, the Broncos, I mean, Teddy is like, Teddy would sort of be fine if you believed in the coaching staff, but the, the coaching staff is bad too. Like, I, I think you could, you could do, uh, you know, you could get to 10 games and be the second wild card in the AFC with Teddy, with, with this group of guys, right? With Sutton, Judy, Fant, Bakui Boonham, Hamler, Tim Patrick, like that's a good group of skill position guys. But with this coaching staff, I mean, what's the point? It's like the Broncos are, they're not so terrible that they're going to bottom out like the Jaguars or the Jets or the Giants. And they're not good enough to compete in a division with two really good teams. And honestly, a very similar team in terms of the Raiders of like, I don't really get the point of, of what they're trying to do. Like the Raiders are certainly, you know, not a, not a playoff team, not a, not a good team. I mean, I, I Craig, to be honest, I watched like none of this game. This game was uh, of all the games yesterday. This had to have been the least interesting game. I guess the the one note is that even with Jalen Rashard coming back off the COVID list, he did not really impact Josh Jacobs' snaps in a meaningful way. Seventy percent of snaps for Jacobs, seventeen percent for Barber. He did happen to score the rushing touchdown because Jake. I think Jacobs had five touches on that touchdown drive, so I think he just went to go take his breather. Barber comes in and scores the touchdown, but uh, I mean, certainly a guy that you are going to be starting in the fantasy football championship week next week. Uh, they are uh, on the road against the Colts. Yeah. And, and, um, and look again, I mean, think about it, Davis, you know, Henry Ruggs, Darren Waller, John Gruden. If I tell you at the beginning of the season, they're in week 16 playing without those three, you're like, oh, they're getting smoked by whoever they play. And they ended up winning. So I, I look, I give them credit, even though the games have been awful to watch. Um, but on the Denver side of it, I mean, look, the coaching is definitely going to be, I, I think it'll be changed. But you're telling me you don't just drop Aaron Rodgers in Denver or drop Russell Wilson in Denver and then and have this thing with the running backs that they have and there were two talented receivers they have, talented tight end. I'm sorry. I, Denver should not be scoring 13 points in NFL games consistently like they do. I, I don't get it, but. That's the way that their season's going to end. It was a boring game, but exciting, I guess, at the end. All right, uh, this game was over real quick. Dallas and Washington, as Dallas was up, I believe, 35-7 at the half in this one. Dak Prescott had his best game of the season. He threw for four touchdowns, 330 passing yards. Ezekiel Elliott was the beneficiary of all the offense. He scored twice, just 37 rushing yards. Amari Cooper had seven receptions, 85 yards, and a score. And Dalton Schultz had eight receptions and 82 yards and a touchdown. The defense for Dallas scored twice. Washington football team, very early on, you could see this was not going to go their way. Taylor Heineke, just seven of 22, 121 passing yards, one touchdown, two interception, one to Trayvon Diggs, who now has 11 on the season. Kyle Allen, eight for 10, 67 yards and a touchdown. Antonio Gibson, definitely hampered by that toe 
without a doubt. 29 rushing yards, two receptions, 29 yards, and a touchdown. Didn't even play in the end. It was more Patterson. And then John Bates scored another touchdown. Tight end for Washington, two for 45 and a score. I guess the only downside to this game, Davis, is that if you have any of these Cowboys, that you can't just carry these points over to next week. That's the only downside here. Yeah, and I guess also a little bit of the downside is with the defense scoring twice, uh, CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup were, were held out in, uh, in the cold a little bit. I mean, not that, they, not that they gave you zeros or anything, but you see the, uh, the insane 40-point game for Dak Prescott, and you got to be thinking, oh, well, you know, Gallup and, and Cooper got there as well. But, uh, you know, only, uh, only uh, let's see, Michael Gallup, two for 53, including one 40-yard catch. CeeDee Lamb, four for 66. They... Uh, I also saw this stat that Dak Prescott is the either the first quarterback in NFL history or the first quarterback in like 40 years to throw a touchdown to a running back, a wide receiver, a tight end, and an offensive lineman because they ran that uh, they ran that trick play at the goal line, the fake handoff to Zeke, and the offensive lineman, you know, wide open there. But yeah, the the, the Cowboys just absolutely laid waste to the Washington Football Team. The Washington Football Team definitely remember they went on that little bit of win streak, and people thought, uh, and the Cowboys were losing at the same time uh the cowboys have outscored the nfc east so the games they played against the giants the eagles and the washington football team 189 to 81 i mean that's how much better they are than the rest of the, the crappy teams in this crap division and uh i don't uh, frankly i don't see things getting better for washington don't see things getting better for the giants maybe you know if the eagles add one more playmaker on offense and add some sa- some secondary help Maybe they could be competitive with uh, the Cowboys in this division. But, yeah, I mean, they're just so much better than everyone else in this division. It's crazy. I think the Eagles have two or three first-round picks next year. So three. definitely will be – yeah, three. So they're going to be in, in better shape, you would assume. By the, by the way, I noticed at the start of this game – it probably meant nothing, but did you notice at the start of this game that Cooper and Gallup were the starting receivers at the start and then Lamb came in? I don't know why that was. That is that is sort of interesting. I I had not noticed that. I noticed that that was the way these statistics were accumulating. I wonder if you know CD was late to a meeting or or something. You know that coaches do stuff like that all the time. Oh, you were you were late to a meeting on Thursday. You don't get to play the first drive or something like that. Which uh, you know. I don't know. That, that's, that sort of stuff is always kind of dumb to me. Kind of interesting, though, CeeDee Lamb is a, certainly, I think we all view him as the best wide receiver on the team, an incredibly skilled player. His stat line on the season, it's a little underwhelming, right? 14 games now, 74 receptions, 1,000 yards, six touchdowns, certainly a good season, but not the... Uh, I think a lot of a lot of people, including me, were sort of expecting 100 receptions, 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns, which I guess, you know, over the next two weeks, he could still get there. But uh, and it's just been a weird offensive season for the Cowboys because they've had some of these games where either they've been up by so much or down by so much that they've sort of been non-competitive. Yeah, he missed a game and a half, right, with an injury, too. It was interesting yesterday. He was also in on he was the punt returner yesterday for Dallas yeah. too I, I was paying close attention to him because I needed him and at the beginning of the game he wasn't in like the first few plays of the game it was Gallup on one side Cooper on the other and I was like okay I guess I guess Lamb is not the starter anymore I don't know he played most of the game but on some first down sets he was not in there so I don't know if that's something to watch moving forward I guess we'll see fantasy or reality it's time for us to kick it next so stay on the grid we'll bring in Brett he's got some very burning questions for us here as we wrap up our show on this Monday. Tomorrow on the program, I'll be in the house recapping Monday Night Football with George Kurtz. 
And then uh, I'll be off Wednesday. Davis will be in with George, and then the two of us will be back. No Thursday night football this week. So lots of preview coming for the weekend. Stay on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Before we get to some fantasy or reality, the NFL has announced they're moving two games to the 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central time zone, Davis. One of them is the Ravens and Rams. The other one is the Carolina Panthers and New Orleans Saints. And so normally in a normal season, we would be very excited that we're going to have six late games played in that 4 o'clock Eastern window. And then all of a sudden I started thinking about this. I'm like, for fantasy, no, 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 we don't want this. We we want everybody playing early. We want to know that everybody is playing on Sunday. And uh, now that's going to create some situations with some people that they could be finding out after they set their lineups in their championship at 1 o'clock Eastern. Oh, sorry, a couple guys out with COVID. Yeah, it's it's just one of those situations where – I, what I've been telling everyone, and I think you agree with this, is start guys who are available on the day that the game locks, even if you think it's close at all. Now, obviously, you know, don't start Peyton Barber over uh, Tony Pollard or, or whatever, you know, because the, the situation would dictate that. But if it's, uh, you know, my example, right? So if it was Jeff Wilson Jr. versus Sony Michelle, that was one of the, the roster considerations mm-hmm. I had. I was like, I know Jeff Wilson Jr. We're 30 minutes before game time. He's active. He's not on the COVID list. He's playing. I'm going to put him in and we'll figure it out. And I guess uh, it is kind of nice for the NFL that so many of the games are bunched up this week on Sunday. So people, we will have some of those decisions with the early games and the late games, right? Because we, our, the Raiders were a team. They added guys. I had not seen this yet. Craig, they added guys to the COVID list 40 minutes before the game. They added Brian Edwards and Marcus Mariota to the COVID list like 40 minutes before the game after inactives had already come out. So that was really bizarre. And I I very much hope that that does not become the norm. If that becomes the norm, uh, we are are screwed. 
Yeah, it's like the NBA at that point, <laughs> finding out an hour before the game. All right, let's turn it over to Brett Levy. He is locked and loaded with today's fantasy or reality. All right, guys. Well, it was a fun Christmas Day slate, and we had some good games yesterday as well in the NBA. And the Golden State Warriors won a big one on Christmas Day, beating the Phoenix Suns uh, in the Christmas Day matchup. They were six-point dogs. Steph Curry has a huge night, helps the Warriors get the win. Brooklyn is currently the favorites on the FanDuel Sportsbook to win the NBA title at plus 220. The Warriors are plus 550. And the Bucks, who have only lost three games with all their big three out on the court together, are plus 700 to win a title. So, Davis, we'll start with you for this one. The Golden State Warriors should be the favorites to win the NBA championship. Is this a fantasy or reality? Yeah, I think that this is a clear reality because who knows what's going to happen with Kyrie Irving. So right now he's only playing the road games. Who knows how long that lasts? Maybe, you know, when we're, we're in April, maybe things are, are different, not only in the NBA, but in the United States. And I think the, the Nets are kind of hoping that, you know, I think the Nets are sort of angling that uh, this Omicron variant is uh, more infectious, but less deadly. So COVID restrictions might be loosened. Maybe uh, the team gets to the playoffs and Kyrie Irving wants to play in every game. So he chooses to get vaccinated or whatever, you know, honestly, who knows at this point what's going on there. But I think the Warriors roster is is deeper as well because not only is Curry having one of the best seasons of his career, Wiggins and Poole are playing fine, Draymond Green is uh, you know is doing his thing, but they have started to be able to get Jonathan Kaminga, their their first round draft pick. He has actually started to be a key member of their rotation. He he closed for them against the Phoenix Suns. He was part of their closing five against the Phoenix Suns. That's a huge deal for them, and they're doing all of this by the way, you know, they are, uh, they are, you know, uh, incredible on defense, incredible on offense, first in the NBA in net rating. Uh, They've only lost six games all season. Clay Thompson is not even back yet. You know, they're playing Damian Lee and Gary Payton and Jordan Poole instead of Clay Thompson. And uh, even if Clay is 80% of former Clay, one of the best shooters in the NBA, an incredible defensive player, I, I think the Warriors are maybe better than the Nets right now. And let's let's also take into account the fact that James Harden and Kevin Durant are having to play like 40, 42 minutes a night just to keep the team afloat right now. For me, it's it's got to be the Warriors. I think this is a reality. Yeah, I I think it's a reality. But it, but if I had to take a guess, and again, I'm far less educated than than you will be on this subject. But I feel like by the time we get to the NBA trade deadline that the Lakers are going to identify their team not being good enough to win and are going to do something insane and not want to waste LeBron's last year in the NBA or second to last year in the NBA or third to last year in the NBA. I don't know how much longer he's going to play. So is it Ben Simmons or is it Dame Lillard or is it Bradley Beal? I don't know, Davis. You'll have to tell me. But I believe that when it's all said and done, the Lakers are going to make some huge moves 
and put themselves right back into the possible championship picture. I cannot imagine them continuing on this path for another three months without doing something very significant. And it may be a lot of moves. So I'm not counting on uh, counting out, excuse me, the Lakers. But as the roster stand right now, I do think it's a reality. All right. Our next question. Yesterday, Nick Foles and the Chicago Bears had a huge upset win. Well, I guess it wasn't huge, but it like officially ended the Seahawks season. And it was nice for the Bears to get a win uh, in Seattle in the snow. Nick Foles has come in once or twice, won some big games. He had a big year with Chip Kelly as his coach in Philadelphia. Obviously the Super Bowl year. So Craig, we'll start with you for this one. Nick Foles is the best QB on the Bears roster. Is this a fantasy or reality? You know, Matt Nagy's so excited with this win that he'll declare Foles the starter for the last two games of the season. They're just grasping on anything they possibly can. So, look, this is obviously a fantasy, but I would say this. Among the three quarterbacks, if you said, give me a half or give me a drive or give me the guy that you want, that you need to go out and win the game, I mean, come on, it is definitely Nick Foles. I mean, Foles has proven this time and time again, and he's going to prove it in three years. On what team? I don't know. Pick one. Davis, Denver. I don't know. He'll he'll be the backup on some team. He'll come in and he'll win a game and he'll he'll get a drive. He'll win a drive. He'll come back. He'll, he'll throw a game winning touchdown. Those passes that he threw at the end of the game. I mean, those were incredible passes. He was amazing at the end of that game yesterday. But Fields is clearly the best quarterback there. But I, I, I so it's fantasy. It, it is uh, fantasy. But I would say. Give me the Bears versus any team in the NFL. Give me the three quarterbacks they have on the roster. And in one drive, who do you want at quarterback? It is definitely Nick Foles in that spot. And he's going to win a game for somebody else, some other team in the same way in the future. But for the actual question, it is a fantasy. He is obviously the second best quarterback behind uh, Fields, who, who's got to be better than Foles. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that a uh, big reason why Nick Foles is it what well, well, part of the reason why he was able to do so well is, uh, I mean, certainly he kind of does have that uh, indescribable confidence, moxie, you know, like uh, Nick Foles is, is certainly never scared of the moment, right? Won the Super Bowl with the Eagles, all that stuff. Um, Fields is, is, you know, physically more talented, faster, uh, honestly, a more accurate thrower. The, the issue with Foles has just been, uh, one, he is sort of slow to process the game right now. I think that's something, obviously, that he is going to spend a lot of time working on. Uh, I don't love that he is going to, you know, he's going to have a new head coach next year. The, the, the bigger issue, though, is he has kind of been a square peg into a round hole all season long as the team has mostly asked him to play Andy Dalton's offense, right? Not a lot of rollouts, not a lot of designed runs. No, You know, the Eagles, right? They just do that stuff with Jalen Hurts where they're like, we're going to call speed options and RPOs and, and every play, it's, it's designed for you to roll out to your right to give you an option to pick up a couple yards or throw the ball out of play. But I mean, we, we got Justin Fields doing like seven step dropbacks, which he never did in college, right? That just really was not his game. So it, it's a, it's a fantasy to me, but I mean, honestly, like Nick Foles in that game pretty much looked better than Andy Dalton had looked all year. So I, I I'm going fantasy, but it certainly is uh, an interesting topic. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think in the end, when it comes to Foles, it's the, it's the easy question Davis, which is, is Nick Foles, if you had to pick a backup quarterback for next year in the NFL, could you find five guys better at backup than Nick Foles? The answer is probably no. So that just kind of tells you who he is. Backup quarterback to someone 
not Minshew, but, you know, in, in that conversation as one of the best backups in the NFL. All right. Our last question of the day. Over Christmas, you see all the uh, families and celebrities posting pictures in their matching pajamas and under the tree celebrating. So, Davis, we'll start with you for this one. You have a set of matching pajamas with your significant other or family. Is this a fantasy or reality? Yep. Yeah, this is a reality. My uh, my significant other not only got matching pajamas for me and her, but got them for her entire family, her brothers and sisters, her little nephew, her parents. She 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 did the the whole kit and caboodle. We put them on. We wore them. You know, it uh, it is what it is. Not not my favorite thing in the world. Not my least favorite thing in the world. At least they're very comfortable. So I I suppose I can't complain. Never really wanted to be that guy though, Craig was not was not ever something i endeavored to join in my lifetime waiting for that picture to be posted on twitter there i'll be uh, i'll be looking for that one davis for you to post that one um yeah so no this is uh you know not something that i've ever had i've ever done i would not be opposed to it i suppose if my wife ended up you know buying several you know, pairs of pajamas, but, you know, Brett honestly didn't think uh, too really far into this. Now I can't speak to every single person that lives in Florida, but pajamas are not nearly as popular Davis in Florida as they are in other parts of the country, because it's, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of warm here. So um, I do have like one pair of pajamas. I rarely wear them. But like, just from my experience, most people are just kind of like, let's keep, let's keep it as cool as possible. There's no pant wearing um, at night. That's not to say that people don't enjoy a comfortable pair of pajamas. I'm sure they do. But we, we are not built for that here. We're built for keeping it uh, nice and cool. But uh, Brett, how about you? We'll turn it over to you, Brett. You asked the question. So I'm supposing there's at least a 50-50 shot that, that you and your fiance are, are, are sharing pajamas. Yeah, we, we have one matching pair of uh, Feedy pajamas, Craig. We got it at the uh, World of Coke. We did the whole touristy thing. They give you a big uh, tourist trap shop at the end of it. And we were like, oh, look at these. They're polar bear Feedy pajamas. And uh, so that is our matching pair for sure. How many times have you worn them together, Brett, since you bought them? How many, how many instances can you think of? Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, hold on. Over, under, over, under. Three and a half times. Oh well, way under one. One was yeah, even time. So, yeah. Last last yeah. year, last year we wore them. <laughs> <laughs> one one time, Davis. Over under for you. Wait, is this a new pajamas for for this holiday season, Davis? Is that accurate? Yep. Just just got gifted them. Honestly, they're they're comfortable though. So I I will say I I will probably wear them. You know, it's it's cold here. It's it's getting it's getting cold outside. So I'll take the over on one. All right. Three and a half, though? I don't know. A little bit different. May uh, may have a different money line bet on that. All right. Sports Grid 60 is coming up next. Then we got to get out of here for this Monday. So stay on the grid. More fantasy sports today coming your way in just a couple minutes. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid. One final game tonight, Monday Night Football, Saints and Dolphins. We'll recap it for you, give you the fantasy ramifications as we wrap up the week of semifinal football, playoff football, and fantasy football tomorrow. Let's turn it over to Davis as we wrap up the show with the SportsGrid 60. little hint here for those of you who are heading to your fantasy football playoff games, but assuming that your semifinal matchup is mostly done and dusted, you probably have lots of guys on your bench who are you know, not, not going to crack your starting lineup. So something I like to do is uh, heading into these games, just doing a little bit of a look ahead because some leagues, uh, I know Yahoo works this way. I know the Sleeper app works this way. You can actually pick guys up who have either – not played yet, so Saints or Dolphins guys, or some guys who have already played, again, depending on your roster system, or defenses for the next week. I have done that in a couple leagues. I picked up a couple defenses that have decent streamers. I picked up, you know, I dropped, um, I, I think, Amir Abdullah for Philip Lindsay tonight, just because, you know, look, anything could happen. We could have multiple guys get banged up. Philip Lindsay could be the, the leading guy. So just a reminder to grind all the edges as you head to your fantasy football final. I didn't make the championship in all of my leagues, but I did in one. But I got to tell you, the most rewarding feeling in uh, in yesterday's games and this week's games was being right on a lot of players in the end. That really felt good. Yeah, of course, I drafted Waller, drafted McCaffrey. Those did not work out. But seeing T. Higgins go off and knowing that he was in all of my leagues was a really good feeling. Seeing Debo Samuel go off again when I needed them was a really good feeling in all of my leagues. So sometimes the process does not always equal the results, but it really was good to have those results. I would say in yesterday's games in this past week to get to the championship in one of my leagues. And even in the leagues, I didn't make it to still have those players rostered was a good feeling that will do it for the show. Thanks to James at LTN. Of course, thanks to Danny on the graphics and thank you to Brett Levy, our producer for Davis Maddock. I'm Craig Mish. Have a great Monday. See you tomorrow. Great, great. There are a lot of sports talk networks out there, but we're the one that gives you actionable insights on gaming, odds, and more. The others? Nah.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.